It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of the way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. Let's talk some hockey. Andrew Raycroft is uh, part of the crew here at WEEI. Works at Nesson as well. Bon vivant, man about town. He is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around food. By John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the names to know when your drains don't flow. By D'Angelo's Grilled Sandwiches for a limited time. Get 20% off your order using code 2020. And by Brennan's Smoke Shop, the very best smoke shop in Massachusetts. And now in New Hampshire, Brennan's after 30 years expanding into tax-free Hudson, New Hampshire. What is he, a NASCAR? He's got more sponsors on him than a freaking car going in circles. Andrew Raycroft (laughs) with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Hello, Razor. You're a popular guy. Good morning. Yeah, I don't get paid like a NASCAR driver, though, so I got I to gotta sort that out here in the new year, that's for sure. Yeah, and you're stuck with me on uh, January 2nd for an hour before you uh, go off to... Are you just enjoying the game? Are you working the uh, Winter Classic? What, what What's your role that day? We will be working pre and post, so I get to hang out in, in the cushy Red Sox studio, the TC the TC layer up there and actually have some comfort. So hopefully it's heated. Hopefully it's nice and warm and uh, I can just put my feet up and watch because I don't want to freeze my, you know what off all day. Oh, I don't, uh, I don't blame you at all, but uh, let's get to uh, the way this team is playing as of late. And it's interesting to hear Jim Montgomery, given the record say recently, yeah, I don't think we're playing very good hockey right now. What's he seeing? Well, I think a little bit of that is, is coach speak. Of course, this time, the, with the record that they have, he has to be very nitpicky and very detailed in his criticism um, just to keep everybody sharp and keep everybody focused on the task at hand. But I think they've been a little sloppy. I think teams now are coming into the garden. We saw it with Florida the other night. They're just parking the bus in the neutral zone. Nobody's being aggressive with this team because they've seen what happens when you try to be that way. So, The teams are coming in, they're very conservative, they're sitting back and and forcing the Bruins to stay disciplined. And and that's going to be the key, I think, the next few months is them staying disciplined, staying, they they use the word process a lot, staying with the process and not trying to force it too much when teams just aren't giving them anything because that's the only way to really stop this team offensively at this point. Razor, when I look at the uh, goal differential in in the NHL, the Bruins are basically – uh, double the next best team. I think the Devils are plus 29. The Bruins are plus 54. You just mentioned it. Is it uh, does it take some creative coaching for Jim Montgomery as he continues to try to keep this team focused, whereas fans and media, I think, were like, okay, they're the best team in hockey for the regular season. Talk to me when the playoffs start. Does he have to be creative to keep the uh, pedal to the metal here? He does. I think with this group, it's a little easier because the, the entire leadership group, the entire team, like we talk leadership groups, like the entire team is, is a, a leadership group. Um, there's, there's no passengers when it comes to anybody on this team that, that understands what's at hand. So I don't think it's all on Jim Montgomery because I think the players would, if you had them in a room and you asked them, they would say, yeah, well, we've done nothing. We've had con- like, they don't think they've accomplished anything either, and they understand they have to continually get better for a long playoff run. 
but but certainly that's that's going to be the the difficult part for the coaching staff here going forward is just to keep preparing guys and keep finding a way to criticize a team that's almost perfect and there's a balance there and um and a lot of communication involved to to get guys to to understand the criticism despite the fact that they haven't lost in five games again. Andrew Raycroft here with Gresh and Hart on WEEI. Uh, Bruins play with a big lead razor on Monday against the Panthers, up 4 nothing. Then all of a sudden it's 4-3. to And now the Bruins ended up winning 7-3 to and sort of handling business. But, you know, when you look at the, the blown lead like that, is that expected? Is it a big deal? Like, I know if you're up 20 in the NBA early third quarter, it's like, okay, there's almost an expectation that the game will get close again. Does that kind of apply in the hockey world in that situation up 4 nothing? It does in some situations. I think the other night it didn't because the Bruins weren't really playing up for nothing. Uh, Spencer Knight, the Florida Panther goaltender, didn't have a good night, gave the Bruins a few freebies late in the first period. But I thought Florida had the better of the periods. And that's the way things are going for the Bruins right now, that they're up 3 nothing and not really winning the period. So, yes, some days they were up 4 nothing in Colorado a few weeks ago, and that was over. Like, that that was over. The Bruins dominated. This game the other night, it was probably a 4-2 game all around. Um, I, I thought Florida was, was the better team half of the game. So, it wasn't uh, – it was a blown lead that was almost expected the way that both teams were playing. But, they, again, the Bruins find a way to get the, the key saves and the big goals at the end to pull away, and, and that's what they've been able to do this season as well. I'm going to give you the typical negative Boston media question. <laughs> uh, Bruins are cruising. They're really good. Who needs to be better? How can they be better? Well, they can be better in, in two ways, and this is coming from guys around the team. The, the, two, way, the two things they really want to focus on is five-on-five five offensively. They're doing a better job holding on to pucks. They're doing a better job of not just shooting pucks on net for the sake of shooting it, but they need to do a better job of finding where the high danger opportunity is. And, and the power play has been unbelievable, but come playoff time, we know the penalties go down. We know those five-on-five five goals at certain times are so important. So they need to do a better job. They need to get where those those they they understand where the opportunities are coming from in zone so that's something to focus and the other is is just getting out of the zone easier Uh, i think they're pretty close i think the deer doing an unbelievable job getting into the rush but we've still seen the few giveaways the few odd opportunities to get pucks out and they they don't they go through the middle and they should go up the boards or vice versa they need to clean that up a little bit more as the season goes on so those are two areas emphasis that that are that are important and, and i think the beauty of it is they can plan and they can game plan for the playoffs and what's going to make us better then than worrying about the two points tonight or tomorrow night. Razor Brendan Carlo finally scored his first goal of the season. How would you uh, put his season into perspective or categorize his play this year? He's been, he's been elevating since the injury and the injury was scary because, again, it was another concussion. Uh, Brennan's had a few of those now, and, and any time we all know about head injuries. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't need to preach on that. Right. So, so that was scary. That was uh, you know, a little unnerving. And then coming back, I thought it was a little tentative and still trying to find his way within this defensive scheme and the way that Montgomery wants guys to play. But since McAvoy's come back and, and Brennan's been put in his slot, his proper slot of shutdown defenseman, penalty kill over the boards with Derek Forbert right away. 
when they have the lead, he plays 23 minutes. When they don't have a lead, he's playing 17, 18 minutes. And, and I think he's got there. And I think that kid goal the other day was pretty evident of that. He jumped into the rush. He's doing a good job. Like, he can move his feet. And, and he had a great shot jumping in. So I, I've liked his game certainly of late and, and just the way he's been able to progress from the injury early on. This may be a dumb question, but I've never been afraid to ask a dumb question in my career. Uh, lots have been made this week about Mac Jones and his emotion as the leader of the Bruins. And as a guy that was obviously in a key position as a goalie in hockey that knows the hockey world well, what are your thoughts on leaders and star players showing a lot of fire and emotion on the ice or on the field and, and maybe at times even sort of um, showing up teammates and coaches from the hockey world's perspective. What do you think what Mac Jones has been doing? Oh, it's, it's far from a dumb question. Oh, I love the question because I think there's, there's actually, like, and I kind of went through it a little bit in my own career in you have success your first year as an NHL goaltender, and that second year you want to feel like you are important and a leader and you are – someone that the coaches should be asking you questions. But in reality, you're still just a second-year player. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been my feel with Mac Jones. And I talked about it early in the first couple weeks of the season in that you have to be careful as that second-year guy not to take on too much. Patrice Bergeron wasn't a leader for this team his second year. He was a leader 10, 12, 13 years in, and, and he's a centerman, let alone a goaltender. I think in that quarterback position the same way where – you have, to, you have to just kind of do your job for four, five, six years, and then it just you, you kind of fall into that leadership role. To think that you're going to play one year in the NHL as a goaltender, you're going to show up at training camp the next year and be in every captain's meeting and, and be the one who's in with the coaches and telling them how to run a penalty kill is, is a little aggressive. And, and I feel like that that's the the view in the NHL, but I, I think that's the view in all of pro sports. And I, I feel like Max kind of got over his skis at times, thinking that um, from afar. I, I'm not in the room, but but I could see second year guys wanting to take a big jump, but maybe biting off a little bit more than they can chew. It's Winnipeg tonight. What can you tell us about the Peggers? <laughs> Good team. Uh, surprisingly, uh, they had struggles last year. Paul Maurice was the coach there. He quit midseason, went to Florida. Florida struggled. Rick Bonus, former Bruin coach, has come into Winnipeg and got them playing great. Bones is one of the best in the business. He's been around for 30, 40 years in, in the game of hockey, and he's got them playing really well. Connor Hellebuck, goaltender, went to UMass Lowell. He's come back. He's had a resurgence in his, his season this year. So they're a tough out. They beat Ottawa 5-1 on the road the other night. So they're, they're a team that, that is playing very disciplined, playing a good 60-minute, 200-foot game that the Bruins are going to have to be sharp tonight. Uh, Razor, there's Ottawa, there's Hamilton, Calgary, or as you call it, Calgary, Edmonton, (laughs) Toronto. Where does Winnipeg rank in the uh, cities of Canadian? Well, Hamilton's probably, you know, right up there, as I'm assuming you're asking the worst. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Hamilton, Hamilton, the Steel City is... (laughs) is not ideal for any of those Tiger Cat fans out there. Hamilton's not the best, and I'm not far from there. I can say that. But Winnipeg's definitely the worst in the league in the NHL. There's no question about that. Uh, Calgary, Edmonton, 
Vancouver at least have restaurants and enjoyable things to do. Winnipeg's just freezing cold and 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 not a lot of culture there at all. So that's what Winnipeg. I've heard is that they're like ton. It's like almost like an underground city. There, like, so mm-hmm. the people don't freeze. You're walking through tunnels to get where you need to get to. Yeah, you're you're not going outside. It's it's minus forty five Celsius up there right now. And yeah, you you literally you you walk underground to a restaurant to to a rink and you don't it's gray and dark and it, it's literally it's on it, any player that has a no trade clause in their contract in the nhl has winnipeg on it <laughs> uh andrew what'd you think of uh kale mccarr's decision to uh turn down a tripping penalty the other night i know jim montgomery i think he called it classy and remarkable certainly there's some good sportsmanship there but this is also professional sports what was your uh, what was your take on that yeah, it it kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, Love it. I don't know. I I don't know if it felt like a look at me moment or I don't know. It just if I'm a if I'm the goalie on his team, I'm like, hey, dude, I just had two minutes that I could have went off. Like you just you know, I would, wouldn't mind you guys scoring another goal down at the other end. I'm, I'm kind of fighting for a million dollars here in my contract, and you know, it's going to go the other way at some point too. So um, I get the sportsmanship part of it, but. Uh, as a you know, as a former guy, penalties go, come and go, and uh, I, I wouldn't want one of my teammates saying, "Don't worry about it. Let's give them back that power play." All right, Razor, who gets the tickle trunk treatment this week? Um, I'm going again. It's all positive. I, I, we really got to find a, a three, four game losing streak to, to be critical. But I'm, I'm putting Patrice Bergeron in. It's tis the season. He's he's my favorite player. He's perfect and. Four points the other night again. He just keeps chugging along. A thousand point celebration a couple weeks ago, and 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 we talk about the culture and, and what kind of a leader he is, and, and how he's got this group playing the way they are every single night and dialed in every single night. Patrice Bergeron for the 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 Christmas season is going in the tickle trunk. Uh, Razor, we did have a response to your Mac Jones answer off the text line that I wanted to pass along from the four one three. Oh. Yeah, but did you have a baseball coach as your hockey coach? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always the uh, yeah, that's the outlier this year, isn't it? That's the default answer to anything criticism Mac Jones gets. So fortunately for him, he can uh, lean back on that, I guess. Uh, so Razor, will you celebrate Christmas and Boxing Day as well? <laughs> Certainly, absolutely. It'll be uh, Boxing Day. Will be a, a day of Caesars. Uh, I'm sure around the house, and uh, my parents just got down from Canada, so so we'll have to celebrate. And, and basically, Boxing Day celebration just means you don't have to do anything all day. That's that's I why Boxing Day is there. Like we don't have to go to work. We don't. It's a holiday. We just you just hang out. Um, so that that's what the day is, and and we will certainly. Uh, celebrate that so have you been uh like have you made a conscious decision to not only raise your kids with the american holidays but also emphasize the canadian holidays as well or are your kids just learning the american holidays and they think dad's weird yeah they think dad's pretty weird <laughs> um, <you> know, <laughs> they, they might enjoy boxing day i guess but but yeah they think that they're they're certainly uh not worried about thanksgiving in any way so so yeah dad's a weirdo uh, mom's the best and, and america's the best well you know what that's pretty much the way a yeah. lot of people that's the way it goes i think in most houses <laughs> yep. uh hey razor have a uh, a great christmas a great boxing day as well and uh i know i'll see you after the first of the year thanks a bunch friend we appreciate a great breakdown we'll talk to you soon 
Awesome, guys. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Same to you. There you go. There goes uh, our buddy Andrew Raycroft.